where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. So you're saying Hunter Skinner is Leonard Skinner's brother, huh? Basically. Yeah. That's how badass I think the kid's name sounds. I don't know anything else. No, spelled differently, but... Uh, Hunter Skinner. Front row, Anthony. Damn right, you, front row. Me, Marshy, Hunter Skinner. Mm-hmm. On the glass. Marshy already has his... Uh, He's got his Hunter Skinner uniform Hunter Skin- on. <laughs> he does. He's got a Hunter Skinner shirt on. Right now. All right. Uh, let's bring in another fan of Hunter Skinner and the concert uh, that I'm sure we're going to attend to at uh, some point. Chris Kerber, who is the voice of the blues here for 101 ESPN. Kerbs, how are you? Fellas, I, I'm doing great. You know, you know when I worked in Alabama, uh, speaking of uh, nobody related to Hunter Skinner, uh-huh. uh, that was how the team took the ice. Sweet home Alabama, if you heard that bump, bump, bum, you knew that it was about to start another period. So oh, that, that, like means, that. that meant that you either had to get to your broadcast booth or get out of the hot dog line in a hurry because the period was about to start. That's a bad feeling when you're not in the exact place you should be and you hear the music that tells you you should be there. Uh-huh. I don't like that feeling. Yeah. No, I don't well, like there, there's the worst feeling, Brad. I don't know if it's ever happened to you yet, but if it has, and it will at some point, where your stomach goes, you're not going to be where you are in a moment here. So hope somebody else can take over the mic. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good. Somebody have a trash can? So, Curbs, obviously, the, the big news, Tarasenko. Let, let's just get instant reaction from you when you knew this deal went down. Uh, listen, I'm not at all surprised. I'm glad it finally happened. Uh, I, I, I still believe. I don't know what happened on the inside. I still believe that the trade request was always there. Uh, I really don't think that the Blues were going to re-sign him. I, I think that Vladimir Tarasenko, even if they even if they do end up re-signing him, I think there was a I want to test the market aspect to to him. And so whether that's accurate or not, I don't know. It's just me and, and my gut feeling on this. But um, you, you know, initially I'm I'm, I, I'm thankful for the 10, 11 years we got to see Vladimir Tarasenko at a main part of a Cup championship. Uh, I'm. I'm really kind of bummed from this aspect because I think we're seeing now through what's going to happen with these other UFAs, really the, the final dismantling of that cup team as we turn now to a different core group of guys that have to find a way to reopen a championship window. But you know what? I think it's a really good and a smart deal for the New York Rangers. I think he ends up lighting it up with Artemi Panarin, um, you know, and, and with a couple of conditions. Blues get some assets that uh, they can make sure that the cupboard never gets bare. 
Curbs, I'm sure I'm sure you're going to think about this a lot more. So I, I you know I apologize for putting you on the spot, but when you think back to Vladimir Tarasenko's time here in St. Louis, of course you saw him from a rookie until his final day, which is today. Uh, outside of, of course, a Stanley Cup champion, what, how would you view Vladimir Tarasenko's time in St. Louis? Like what, what's his what's his legacy here? Well, I, I think you've got to. I think you're talking about one of the best offensive players that ever played for this team. You know, at least, at least from a goal scoring standpoint, he's going to finish what top four or five in goals, and you know, and and uh, top ten in points. And and I think that uh, you you saw it, at least you know in my time here. It, let, well, let's just say since oh four oh five, since since the team went to rock bottom in oh five oh six. I, he, he was the one true game-changing player from a scoring standpoint that the St. Louis Blues had. He might have an awful game. Things might not be going well. And one flick of the wrist, he could turn a game around and he could win a game. And, heck, we've even seen that happen this year. So, I, I you know, you're, you're talking about one of the most skilled players to ever wear the blue note, uh, one of the best shots to ever wear the blue note, uh, top three or four shots maybe all time as a franchise player. You know, and, and it's someone that uh, I think no doubt is in one day going to be in the Blues Hall of Fame. And, you know, and, and there's a couple of guys like him and Alexander Steen where I think if somebody made the case to try and retire a number, uh, you know, put Petrangelo in there as well. I don't know that it would happen, but I do know that you can definitely make a pretty strong case that, that maybe it, 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 it should happen. So, you know, the, the Blues are trading a really good player that has some really good hockey ahead of them. But it's just, it was just clear that either he wanted to move on or I don't know that the Blues were able to get a, be able to re-sign him uh, initially. And, and they got assets for him, and I think that was important. And, Curbs, it's kind of a crazy question with the way that you laid it out and you did so perfectly about the impact that Vladimir Tarasenko has had on this organization ever since getting drafted uh, way back in 2010. But when you look at a player who, at the very least, was disgruntled for a while and has been likely wanting to get out, is there any way that there is an actual benefit from having that guy out of the locker room right now, even though his talent leaves with him? I, I, I do think there is, and and now, I mean, it's our, it, it's a tough topic, Brad, as you know, when you think about that, and I'm I'm sure you've probably experienced that situation, you know, over over the course of your career. But sometimes when guys do want out, it becomes a distraction. They become a little disgruntled. There's frustration. I think at times when you watch Vladdy on the ice, I think sometimes his his demeanor. Uh, his, his bench demeanor and things like that sometimes I think would frustrate some teammates. Uh, you can chalk it up to passion. You can chalk it up to care. You can chalk it up to whatever, you know. But but I don't know that Vladimir Tarasenko was a player that made the other players around him better as much as he could have. Like, if there's something – like, if I look at Vladimir's time with the St. Louis Blues and think, okay, what, what would you want to see more – I, I think there was some stuff left on the table with him. I, I think he could have been even better for, you know, I think he could have been a perennial 40 goal scorer, you know, for a stretch in there. And, and, and so to me, are, are the Blues better without him? I, I don't know if, if chemistry-wise they might be. I, I know you're missing that, that game breaker, and I think every team needs that game breaker. But, yeah, for, from a style of play standpoint, there are some aspects of this that I think actually do help the Blues. 
talking to Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, right here on the Blues Radio Network, 101 ESPN. Kerbs, what what now? What next? Because we know that Nico Mikula has been traded, Vladimir Tarasenko traded. Just in your opinion, the what, what do you what do you think Doug Armstrong's next next move is? Well, guys, you had five unrestricted free agents, and you just dealt two of them. Nico Mikolo was one where I don't know what his value on the market would have been because he's never really stepped outside on a consistent basis of a bottom, you know, of, of a 5-6 role in the NHL. So that one will be an interesting one. Uh, you've got your other three now in Nolachari, in Ryan O'Reilly, and Ivan Barbashev. And I think all three guys are going to garner interest and garner interest that are going to help you if you don't think you're going to re-sign them. And even if you do think you can re-sign them, and if you can find a way to at least gauge that interest and kind of do what Seattle did with Jaden Schwartz, know you got a deal done, draft somebody else kind of thing. Uh, to me, I, you know, I, I think that there's going to be packages that are going to really help this, this hockey team. And look, does it mean that guys, I guess the biggest thing I could tell you is this, and, and here's a, here's a blunt reality. If, in 05-06, the Blues went to dead last in the league, but the cupboard was completely bare. You had to draft. You had to coming out of that is when you started drafting the Eric Johnsons, the David Backuses, the T.J. Oshies, you know, and and the, the Patrick Berglas, David Perrons, et cetera, that got you to where. That's when you were making the trades, and you're trading, you're trading Brian Elliott to Calgary and using a third round draft pick to take Jordan Bennington, right? You're trading David Perron to to Edmonton and using a draft pick to get Ivan Barbashev, and you're growing that guys that way. Okay, this time is very different with the Blues missing the playoffs. It's even different than 17-18 when they missed by just one point. You have some expiring contracts of 30-year-old players that I'm still a big believer, as you saw, might have seen a tweet recently from me, that about 30-year-old players are very effective and needed to win a Stanley Cup. But having said that, you still have Thomas, Cairo, Butchnevich, Shen, Saad, neighbors up front. Okay, plus some other prospects still coming in Snuggerud, Bolduc, you know, and some other draft picks. Defensively, your core is a lot intact. Whether that's a good thing or not, I guess that's left to be evaluated. But you still have a – you saw what Tucker could do. They're really high on what Kessel's been doing. And you've got a Stanley Cup champion goaltender who I still think is having a heck of a good year. So the cupboard's not bare. This is not – if you make the right moves right now, you still get assets that are going to help this organization for a while and, and down the road. But this is not a rebuild. This is clearly a retool situation. Now the key is making the right decisions because a couple wrong decisions on a retool could easily throw you into a rebuild. But the Blues are in a very much, a very different situation right now in 22-23 in a little bit of a sell mode than they were in 05-06 to, say, 08-09. And Curbs, uh, Blues obviously back in action on the ice on uh, Saturday. They got a little unfinished business with Coyotes. They gave it to them there. Up-and-coming team, Brad. I know, I know. Uh, What do you want to see, Curbs, from this team from here on out? We know that there are already some changes. There may be more changes here in the future. What do you want to see from this group, though, from now to the rest of the season? Yeah, it's going to be an unsettling next few weeks without a doubt because even if you're not a – an unrestricted free agent doesn't mean that you can't get packages in a deal. You know, as we remember when Brett Hull told us all that, you know, he had been told he was a lifer by some veteran players on the trade deadline day, the first one he ever experienced. And he walked in and they said, young man, you got traded. <laughs> so um, it's going to be an unsettling week. They're going to have to deal with that. And I think to me, where they deal with it the best is going to be on the ice, Brad, because 
that's that's where you're going to find your getaway. That's where you're not dealing with social media questions from media, uh, friends and family texting you. It's kind of like your own. It's your own Zen time is actually during the games. What do we want to see? Just commitment to the style of play that it takes to be successful. Make the right decisions with the puck. I, I want to see. I want to see some real development and growth and progress in Jordan Cairo continuing to make the right decisions with the puck. You know, both offensively and defensively. I want to see if, if a guy like Logan Thompson, or I'm sorry, Logan Brown. I want to see if a guy like Logan Brown gets his gets his opportunity. You know, up the lineup and then what he does with it. I'm not talking – I don't think you just call up a bunch of young guys and play them and see what they can do. I don't think that's good for anybody's development. But if you've got some NHLers and you want to see if they can play up the lineup, now's an opportunity for guys like him. So that's – I'm looking forward to those types of situations right now and seeing how that plays out over the final 31 games. Curbs, good stuff. Looking forward to listening to you in a couple of days as the Blues – uh, begin their second half, and I'll uh, be done so without Vladimir Tarasenko. Should be interesting moving forward here. Curbs, have a great weekend. All right, fellas. Have an awesome time. Thanks for the call.